Hello <laughs> and welcome to the Boy in the Bear podcast. I thought you were going to start singing there. Hello and welcome to the Boy in the Bear podcast. Much as we hate to admit it, we've all got friends on the other side of the Clyde. My name is Patrick and I support Celtic. And I'm Scott and I support Rangers. But to keep things on track, our good pal Steve is here to stop us from falling out. I have the fun task of stopping Celtic Rangers fans from arguing. I'm here to settle any disputes between these two, decide who wins the weekly debates and stop this podcast from going off the rails. What we'd like to do at the start of these episodes is for Patrick and Scott to provide a compliment for each other's teams. Who is kicking it off first this week, lads? I believe that what we're going to do this season is whoever's teams had the better result at the weekend will go first and... Not to not to rub salt in the wounds early, Scotty, but oh my god, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to find a compliment for you this week. Um, yeah, I it, don't blame you. I mean, I think you'd be the same. I think, I think, <laughs> think you'd be struggling as well. Um, <laughs> what would your compliment be for Rangers last weekend? That it was only one. Okay, that's my compliment then. It was you only know, one to come on it. Same pish every week. It's great. For one week. For one week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. This is going to be a great series, man. <laughs> um, what's my compliment, Scotty? Oh, uh, Christ. Uh, uh, to be honest, Pat, I'm that distraught from the weekend. I haven't really given it some thought, but... Sorry, mate, you can um, think about it now. I think, I think the best thing to say for you guys is you grind out results. You know, you didn't play particularly well. You were well, 4-1 up. But you... you Again, just like, I'm just giving I've a compliment. That, we've grown that out quite it. well, didn't we? Well, you get, I'm just meaning like when you're not playing particularly well, you still find a way to score. You still find a way to win games. Whereas, you know, these stuffy games can go the way that they did for us on Saturday is what my what I'm trying to say. No, I'd agree with you there. Celtic were not particularly great at the weekend, but I think that's what we're going to open this episode with just now isn't it unless i'm mistaken no you're you. absolutely correct mate yeah just to put scott th- through the pain listen we will have all will have all seen different elements of the media some in a slightly cheerier moods than others but uh, do we have to re- revise expectation now lads are we blowing things out of proportion here um scott i'd like to hear your opinion first the rangers fan just what did you make of the of the reaction um, by some elements of the media, over the top or, or justified? For me personally, I, I think it's justified. I think you can't spend what we've spent and shoot blanks. Just you can't you can't do that. You know, we've spent what eighteen million pounds on this team so far, and we can't even muster any decent shots on target to test the keeper. That's ludicrous. So I. I think well there has to be an element of right still early doors it's still very much players getting to know each other in the system but you can't you just cannot test the not test the goalkeeper so yeah i'd say it's justified but i'm not panicking quite yet where's the first old firm match is it at um ibrox or is that Celtic park ibrox yeah and it's early as well it's early, and also it's not—it's yeah, it's not an old firm, is it? It's a Glasgow derby. But ah, uh, look at that! Uh, just getting a wee jab in there. You love the gla- you love to say that, Pat. I used, to, I used to love the old firm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. Well, your club still loves it. You know, you guys are still renewing the trademark. So, what does that tell you? Oh, at least we're not cutting allocations to stop uh, stop ourselves from being embarrassed. 
But yes, it's at Ibrox. And I think it's coming <laughs> earlier than it usually does in a season. It's early September. And already, I think that that already looks... It, it, makes, the, it makes the games coming up even more important. And yeah. I don't know, like the... The opening weekend was great for Celtic because of the Rangers result. I think it was a fairly, it was a, it was an okay performance. It was great to see players like Turnbull like reminding people what he can do. I thought he was fantastic, although we were arguably still better when Hatate came on and replaced him. But it it felt flat. It still feels as if everyone's still a little bit worried about a lack of signings a lack of that sort of marquee signing that we were maybe thinking we were going to get ahead of the Champions League. The murmurs are like the people were really worried about Rodgers' transfer record at Celtic last time. And there's some murmurings of that happening again. It's like, oh, these players aren't the same as what Ange brought in. But it did it did feel flat. It definitely felt like the Ange bubble had burst and the stadium didn't feel rocking. There was a sort of weird vibe about the place. I think if Celtic win that, Glasgow Derby at Ibrox at the start of September, which I think it is. The mood will shift. But it was weird. Everyone's evening was made better when Rangers lost, as it would have been anyway, but I think that that made it a yeah. good weekend. The Celtic performance still left a f- quite a lot to be desired. I, I actually went and looked at the games, and this um, <clears throat> this just shows you how fickle football is, by the way, and why I, th- I, I, I think it's maybe a little bit of an overreaction. I can understand, I think it was more the anticipation from Rangers fans and that fall from that anticipation yeah. is maybe over-exaggerated a little bit. But did you boys know that Rangers actually had more shots on goal and more shots on target against Kilmarnock than Celtic did against Ross County? That's crazy. That's, I, I didn't realise that's mental. And yeah, what, that's, One goes in in the first 20 minutes. It's... Yeah. and I'm not saying listen I, I've seen it and stuff and, and Rangers were shocking I'm not getting away from that but I'm just saying that yeah. it's funny that football does still swing on that pendulum but I think it's the way we played I don't. I think I think you know I think most people most level headed fans would probably you know if we had controlled the game and attacked and you know just played good football but the keeper had an absolute stormer of a game and we went and lost that game 1-0 I think most level-headed fans would, you know, be a bit unhappy, but, you know, wouldn't be feeling the way they do the now. I just think it's the fact that we couldn't score goals last year. Are you shocked, now, though? Are you, because the pre-season wasn't great either. Like, are you actually no, shocked at this result? Because all we hear every summer from Rangers fans is how you're going to be brilliant this season, are we? It doesn't matter. We're going to be fantastic. Bill's going to have us playing like Guardiola. We're going to be amazing. We're going to be unstoppable. Yep. And... It's so satisfying to see you fall like that. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure you're getting your jollies out of it, but but it's not a shock, or, it, no, or is it? No, I, I think because the way you've I talked think about pre-season makes me makes me think you should be yeah, shocked. But no, like somebody going into pre-season with signing before any of the games, you know, like okay, the first one you're kind of not really bothered because it's Newcastle and they're a far better side with far better players than we are. But I think the next three games are ones that you're looking to win. You're looking to, not even win, sorry, but you're looking for a performance. You're looking to try and identify what it is or what system you're playing or what your key attributes. And I'm struggling. I really am. Like, you know, we've got no width. We keep doing the same things we've done since Gerard. Getting the ball, the wing backs who are ageing, you know, they're both in their 30s. 
we can't rely on them as much as we have done and we seem to just do the same ponderous football. It's almost you know? like appointing Gerard's number two was maybe a bad idea then. Well, I'm not jumping the gun because he done well when he came in to like you know steady that ship. But at the same time, he's under massive pressure right now. At the time so of recording, really... Rangers are playing their European game on yep. the Wednesday night. If he loses that or doesn't win, what happens next? They're saying that the next four games, you know, like the old firm that I'm not saying the the Derby word, the old firm. <laughs> I think if he, he has to, you know, up until that game, so you've got the European qualifiers, is it Livingston and somebody else and then Celtic? He has to has to take maximum points. We have to get at least through this round. Otherwise, yeah, there could be early, early contender for losing his job. That's you know? not how I thought the first uh, no. episode was going to go this season. But but you can't. I'm sorry, but you just can't. You cannot spend that amount of money, and we still look the bloody same as we have done. You know, I'm not trying to get overworked, or I just, you know, from a rational point of view, in the climate that we are in, you can't spend that amount of money and not see results. So thought you were going to start crying there. No, no, I, I will cry in a couple of weeks if we, if it doesn't improve. Um, so Celtic to go in the league, so, then, yeah. Not at all, Pat. Um, well, that's that's that's, that's, that's how this that's how this started because I asked you, are we revising expectations? And um, I think you said yes. So, what are you revising them from? And what are they now? Or are you just were you just getting a bit carried away? I'm probably just getting a bit carried away, a bit emotional about you know. So you're so you're not revising your expectations. You still think Rangers are going to win the league? I don't know. I'm just going to sit in the fence on that one. <laughs> no, um, I will die on this hill, okay? Clint, I'm not going to die on the Clint Hill. Hey, listen, could do worse. <laughs> so I'm not revising my expectations because of course you're not. I thought Celtic were going to win the league and the way I see it is we're three points ahead already. It's pretty tasty. I will, I think it'll be interesting to see how the midfield dynamic is for Rangers and that will tell me Everything. Have any has any of um, has Celtic got Aberdeen or Hearts before they play Rangers by any chance? Yeah, we've got we've got Aberdeen um, as our next game away away. That's a walkover for you guys, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, there's only a couple of teams I could even think of that Celtic and Rangers could possibly drop points again, as in that you can imagine it, and those are probably the only Come two on away. <laughs> so, Steve, who's winning the league? Oh, look at him. He's on the so. You don't need to say anything, well, Stephen. I, I, just, I, just, just... I just think it's... Um, listen, this is, why, this is why football's amazing, and if it was one of my teams, I'd be doing the exact same as you, Scott. So there's um, One of your teams? How many teams do you support? <coughs> that will remain um, off this podcast. One of my teams. Half and half scarf over there. Both Manchester clubs, isn't it? I think it was a gross overreaction, but I think what fans outside of Rangers enjoyed was how much the media, the Rangers element of the media, lost their shit. So they then joined on that bandwagon. I yeah. think everybody just needs to calm down. If you win this European game at Ibrox, by the way, really good thing your first legs at Ibrox, considering the result of the weekend. If you win that by more yeah, than one goal, you go into the weekend, you score two or three goals, one of your new signings scores, Ibrox at the weekend. 
it, it's it's a case of right, that's the season started. We've got Celtic at home. Yeah. You kick on from there and you forget about it. Do I think that will happen? I'm not 100 percent sure. I do think Celtic will win the league. What the people say? <laughs> Can we mute him? And I and I do think I do think that um, Kilmarnock beating you is is a t- massively bailed Celtic out this week. Who conceded two goals against Ross County and have a want away centre back um, that Brendan Rodgers had to do an interview about, and no one seems to care about it. And because we got a new because cent- the new centre back came in and played brilliantly. I still think is is it not is it not quite a worrying sign that you have want away centre packs or some want away Celtic nah, players at the start of a season? It, I think if that was the other way around, his girlfriend. His girlfriend moved away and he wants to go and be near her. It's very sweet. That's lovely. It's Not so fancy nice. that you send the Glasgow, no? Well. Spain, you send the Glasgow. Spain is cool. Yeah. Celta Vigo, apparently, Starfield. But no, the new guy came in and looked absolutely great. Celtic in the league with three points ahead already. Abrim. He looked great, but he looked great, but he conceded two goals against Ross County. Well, actually, he was <laughs> off when the second one went in, so he only conceded one. Oh. It's a good oh, start. Okay, still. Still, not a clean sheet though, is it? But I, I do think that things can get carried away and I think that's what's maybe good about this podcast is we can just reel it in a little bit. Just everybody just everybody just settle down. Relax and watch Celtic win the league. I think that, that point has to go to Celtic, Scotty. What we need to look at is, is the bigger picture, and that kind of takes us on to our um, our next point we want to talk about. And I knew um, when we were when we we're looking at this podcast um, that a lot of it wanted to be about the weekend, but um, it, it made me start thinking: which of Rangers and Celtic have contributed and done the most for Scottish football over the last five years? Now, Pat, I'm going to start with yourself. Where do you stand on what Celtic have contributed in the last five years? And do you think you've done more than Rangers to accelerate the game in this country? I think Celtic have done a lot to improve the quality of the, the teams below them. They've had to completely improve their standards in order to try and keep up because Celtic have set have such high standards, you know, for, for the last, well, for the last two decades, really. It's been a period of complete dominance. The last five years in particular, so that's taken us back to what, the tail end of Rodgers and into him coming back. We definitely could have done better in Europe. Europe, any any Celtic fan will tell you, has been the major disappointment, to be honest, in this period of dominance that we've had. We've not really been able to convert that into European success. And that is a shame. But in terms of elevating the Scottish game as a whole, you know, consistent participators in Europe, playing fantastic quality of football, developing young players. You know, we chat we chatted over the summer about the amount of Celtic players that end up playing in the Scotland team. And the Scotland team's qualified for the Euros, you know, and are on the cusp of qualifying for the Euros again next year. Cannot be overlooked. I know that Scott's argument is going to be that one season they had in Europe where they got to the final and lost. But that's a flash in the pan season. I think if you look at the body of work that Celtic have created over the two decades, you can't really argue with who's done the most for Scottish football and who's elevated the profile. And Celtic are the bigger club with the bigger stadium. Just, just talking about that, Pat. I seen some stuff about Celtic looking to revamp the stadium. Just, to, have you seen any of that no, stuff? It's been talked for years of them. It needs tur- it. turning the coming from the Rangers fan. Uh, have you paid the face painter yet? Just held up by mask. Yours just held up by mask and tape, mate. <laughs> a bit rich. People in uh, glass houses shouldn't throw stones, mate. Now, there's chat. There's always been chat of the um, <laughs> always been chat of the main stand being turned into two tiers. 
and it sort of surfaces around every now and again you see these graphic designs and it looks incredible and with the amount of people on the waiting list there wouldn't be any issues filling it up but i think it's such a logistical and financial cost that i wouldn't be surprised if it's been looked at but i wouldn't be expecting it anytime soon the floor is yours scotty boy oh thanks um you are correct in some way well that's it settled then saying my point about um rangers in europe but it's it's not just that one season my friend it's a whole bunch of the five years that we've actually pulled the coefficient up that has been massive you guys for the whole duration that we were fluctuating at the lower end of the scottish pyramid you guys were in europe access to all that money didn't really advance at all didn't get the, the coefficient points what happened the rest of scottish football teams get papped out by let's be honest nobody's we've come in we've secured an automatic got gained an automatic champions league spot which you guys have taken you know we've gained we're into the third round of qualifying straight away whereas before i don't know if you can remember but when gerard first came in we had to go through four qualifiers just to just to make it to europa league so I think that's a massive achievement. We're now at the stage of one automatic qualification for Europa League. Sorry, one not for Champions League. One we've got two qualifiers for the to get into a second team for the Champions League. We've got is it Aberdeen in the Europa League playoff round? Is that right? Have they got one more round? So mm-hmm. and then we've got teams that are in the Conference League or a chance to get the Conference League. So I think Rangers have done. And you're the and you're the worst team in Champions League history. Is that right? Mm. Well, no, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't argue with the displays last year. That was, you know, I'm, you're not going to hear excuses out of me. Um, but I think if you look at the overall st- structure of our five years in Europe, I think we've contributed to massively to the Scottish coefficient in that time, and I don't really see how you can argue that point. Would you would you like some um, statistics, Scott, to, to help you out since I gave you such a hard time about would, the, the Kilmarnock game? I would love game. that, Stephen. Thank you. Would you, would you love that? So <clears throat> the top 20 teams in the last five years who have earned the most coefficients points for their nations goes Man City first, Ajax second, Bayern fourth, PSG... Eh, sorry, Bayern third, can't even count. PSG fourth and Rangers sit fifth on that list. Rangers in the last five years have contributed just under half of Scotland's overall coefficient points um, where they sit on 18.13 coefficient points compared to Celtic's 12.1 over a five-year period. And that report was published in April this year. Okay, what about a 10-year period? Coefficients is done over a a five-year period. So if the question was who has done... And the question question was... The question was... Well, don't don't change. You can't you, you can't you can't you can't just be like, oh, I've lost this question. So what I'll do is I'll change no, the title of the, the question. The question is who's done more for Scottish football. It's not who's got the most coefficient points. No, it was no, it was who's done the yeah. most for five years, mate. For Scottish Read football, the question. not for coefficient. That's a coefficient as a strand of this. Yeah, argument. But that, Rangers have done better in that regard. No, but in terms of elevating yeah, the Scottish game, but we've also then Celtic have by far the best, the, no, you, the best example of football. No, no, they haven't. They can't. You, you guys are like what teams actually elevate their game besides Rangers to play Celtic? Did, sorry, no. when did Rangers elevate all, their game to beat Celtic? 
you're, you're saying, oh, Celtic have done all this for Scottish football. We've we've improved the game. You've not you've been out and battled everybody. Nobody can compete with you. So where's where's that? Where's the where is the benefit of that? Well, we are building up the coefficient to give more money into the clubs to give more European teams, sorry, more teams a chance to compete in Europe. What have you done? That's right. We've had a manager Hee-haw. come in and play such great Hee-haw. football. He's now going to Tottenham Hotspur and has proven that managers can That's come to. Congratulations! You've won the management trophy award. Congratulations, Paul. That is Avengers amazing. Fan- Five years of Hee-haw. Are we going to go there? Five St. Johnson have won more trophies in the last ten well, years, mate. Uh, oh, I thought you were actually going to say the usual trope that you come out with, but listen, we've done more for, in the last five years. That's the end okay. of it. So, where have your play? Where have your where have your players? Where yes. have your players been signed to? Where have your managers gone to? Calvin Bassey, Calvin Bassey, who Gerard, all the Dutch Aston media Villa. said that they'd happily drive back to Scotland. Right. Let's let. Right. Okay. Let's just be honest. You've got Wesley Schneider, the most bitter wee man on the planet. How's Kieran Tierney doing? He's playing for exactly. Arsenal. Exactly. Mr. Injury prone himself. Is he? Is he really playing for Arsenal? Is he? Fuck. Had our manager go down to Tottenham. He's managed three games for Tottenham. Congratulations. He'll be out the door by December. So, Bill. <laughs> exactly. I hope so. I hope him and Ange go not, together. Not to talk. Gentlemen, He'll be sacked. gentlemen, can we go back to the point, please? Where, where <laughs> I was going with it is the reason I brought up the Rangers staff. You, I, I knew that's where it would go. Pat, I'm, I, what I'm really looking for is you can't argue over the coefficiency stuff, but is your argument the Celtic have just done more to actually elevate the standard of football domestically? The question is, who's done more for Scottish football, not who has performed best in Europe? But is Celtic's is Celtic is Celtic? I'm is, reading it right now off our notes, off our script. Who's done more for yes. Scottish football? If it, if it was who has been better in Europe but, in, but, in the last but, five years, but I'm the, sorry, the but is Celtic's biggest failure in the last five years not the fact that they haven't performed in Europe. hundred percent. That's not the question. The question is who's done more for Scottish football, and we've elevated Scottish football to a mm. much higher profile. Playing really good football, right. performing well in Champions League, unlike some teams. Well, let's be let's be honest, right? Here's here's another thing for you, Pat. Right? Look at our two previous managers before Ange or Gio. You had Brendan Rodgers, big manager in the Premier League, elevated Scottish football by. You know, I took it up and no, 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 well, no. Careful, because no. that's not fi- that's five no, leagues. Five years. No, that's listen to me. I'm just saying that he's elevated the Scottish game. And then you look at Stephen Gerrard come in. Oh, what's that? Universal worldwide media attention in Scotland on the Scottish League. One trophy out of nine. Doesn't matter. The whole point is we've still done more. Still done more. Yeah, you can argue semantics that we've been absolutely pushing our trophy hall. We've not played great at times. But the question isn't who's had the most trophies or who's won the most. It's who's done the best for Scottish football over the five years and you look at and you're going off a Steven final Steven Gerrard effect you're going off one trophy no, and listen, a final defeat just in Europe please, don't, please do not interrupt that's embarrassing I am trying to it's not embarrassing <laughs> you're, you, your club sold a DVD about losing so same thing right we've done more for Scottish football Steven Gerrard his appeal and then the whole coefficient I stand I rest my case the coefficient trumps everything that you've got in the last five years I completely disagree well, that's fine. It's not for you to decide who wins the point, luckily, because it would be corrupt. Yeah, I'm giving it to Scott. I, uh, 
I think you can, I think you can wow. argue that Rangers have done more for Scottish football in the last five years in terms of benefiting other teams. One thing I will say is that football that Celtic have played in the last few years in my lifetime is probably the best I've seen a Scottish football team play. But that's benefited Celtic, it's benefited Celtic fans and their opportunity to accelerate that for Scottish football and to put that down the system, they failed. So I think as a whole... Failed? What are you talking about? We send players out on loan all the time. We've triggered us having a strong squad. Therefore, like we've sent scales well to Aberdeen, we've improved him. We've we've had the, for the young team in the. Have you just have you just said that, that basically that putting scales on loan to Aberdeen to improve him is Clutching. more important than Rangers getting to the Europa League final? I'm talking about the amount of loan players that we've sent out. I feel like the Rangers fan this week, by the way. You shouldn't tell about it, Scott, because I'm making your points for you. But you're, you're, you're clutching me. The fact that you've got Hibs playing. European you know football I'm enjoying it. You've got Aberdeen coming up. You've got you've got more chance of Scottish teams getting. Yeah, you've got. I think is Aberdeen are guaranteed European football through well. to Christmas now. I think I read that somewhere due to the coefficient. Due to the coefficient, Serena. Okay, how many Scotland players have Rangers produced? I'm waiting for the Rangers fans to come. Anyone there, Scott? There's a man. We've done we've done more, but look, but listen, look at the look at the amount of players from Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen that have played for Scotland. They contribute okay, yeah, more. So they've done great. No, 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 no. Yeah, because you of us Rangers, giving them mate. a platform, giving them giving them a platform to perform in Europe. That is why they, oh these players God, reach mate, that is a reach. Well, that's like you reaching saying, "Oh, look at our junior team. They've actually done really well in the low Okay, don't answer my question. Bollocks. Then. Five years, mate. We've done more. That's it. Who's played? Who's played for Scotland from Rangers? Ryan Jack, John McLaughlin, John Souter. Right there, you go. Right, that's it. Ross McCrory. There's <laughs> another one. That. Doesn't play for you anymore. But, yeah, doesn't in the last five in the last five years he's played for Scotland. So yeah, he came through us. So that's fine. Right. Anyway, next point. Let's go. I won. You're over. You stop. You just accept it. It's one one. Let's move. You sound very defensive, mate. As soon as we brought up the national team, you went into hiding. I'm, I'm giving it... The reason, I'm just to clarify again, I'm giving it to Rangers because of the benefit they've had overall oh. to the Scottish football structure and the financial capabilities that's brought lower teams. And like I said, having the ability of, of clubs like Aberdeen to play European football beyond Christmas is down to Rangers' co-efficiency. It's down to Rangers and Celtic's co-efficiency. It's down to Rangers' co-efficiency. You, can, you cannot have a situation where you've won the league for the last four five years and Rangers have got a 50% higher co-efficiency ranking than you. That's embarrassing. And yet, and, yet and yet they're the worst team that Champions League's ever seen. Correct. That's even worse for you. It is 1-1. Look at him. We move on to the final. anger to the establishment. He can't <laughs> control. He can't can cope. The judge is meant to be a mediator, but I feel like I'm arguing against two Rangers fans at the moment. <laughs> oh, look at that, eh? Always cheated, never defeated. <laughs> Where do you stand on plastic pitches? Scott, obviously Rangers played on a plastic pitch at the weekend. I've seen some people have the audacity to use it as an excuse, but in all seriousness... What's your thoughts on it? It's not an excuse because we've played on them for years now. We, we should know how... Should we be playing on them for years though? No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Not in the top flight. Not in a professional setting. Not when your games are televised and they're supposed to be all-weather pitches but they get frozen over because they can't have under-soil heating. So, you know, that's a problem right away. That, that delays TV matches. That delays revenue. They're, they're an eyesore, you know, to watch professional athletes play 
on a plastic park. It's just I don't think it's conducive to an overall better standard of league. I don't think you can play particularly good football on it. And at the end of the day, we, well, me and Pat have argued the, in this podcast. I think we both can appreciate the need for good football. And I don't think a plastic park is, is conducive for that. Now, that's not me making excuses for Rangers slipping up countless times. We, we, we should know how to play on them by now. But as a Scottish football fan, you know, you can't have them. You just can't have them. I'm trying to remember all the teams in the league that do have a plastic pitch. I think it's Kilmarnock, obviously, and then there's Livingston, and then yeah. there's is there, is there one more. Used to be Hamilton, Hamilton, yeah. Falkirk, Falkirk. Yep. So there's quite a lot of them in Scotland. I do, I do agree with you, Scott, in terms of it's not a great look for the game, and that's definitely something that they could they could do to to improve the quality of the league as a whole. Yeah. But I also appreciate that it's a massive money spinner for these clubs as well. Like the fact that you, yep. know, you can rent their pitch out for training facilities to, to cut costs. Sadly, if there was more money in the Scottish game, then we probably wouldn't be having this argument because everyone would be able to afford a plastic pitch. Um, I don't I don't blame those clubs, well, particularly no. Livingston, who are absolutely skint at the, <laughs> just about all the time for having yeah. a plastic pitch because otherwise there wouldn't be a Livingston. Yeah. Um, clubs There's a necessity like, there. Clubs like Kilmarnock, I don't obviously I'm not an expert on on Kilmarnock, but you'd you'd think that they would be able to afford a grass pitch. There's this um, there's this community driven, isn't it? There, um, yeah. Well, a lot of them are. I know Falkirk says because I've I played in it quite a few times, which is which is obviously the upside you've just pointed to. But I, I know Kilmarnock's is community based. Should there not be funds in place from the SFA or or, or Scottish football in general? Maybe even Rangers Celtic if they if they despise them so much in order to help these smaller clubs fund grass pitches. I do I do think that there needs to be more help it feels like an SFA issue yeah Rangers aren't exactly known for their kindness towards the rest of the league near Celtic I don't know I just think like more should be done you know you've got a guy at the top of the governing body sitting on £400,000 a year for for what I think for balance we'd probably need to ask a Livingston and Kilmarnock fan for, for the reasons why but to be honest I'm sure they would say the same I'm sure they'd say it's not a great look particularly when Livy had all that black astroturf Dust or whatever it was it was just and you could just see like showers of it whenever someone went in for a slide tackle so yeah i agree not a great look but i'm not really sure what the alternative is because it would cost these clubs so much to tear that up and put a grass pitch down what happened to Dunfermline didn't it? i was actually at the first ever game in scotland on a plastic pitch <laughs> I, it, for me as a, as a neutral it pains me whenever i see a game on tv on a plastic pitch it, it really, really pains me. I think it, it makes me realise how far away we actually are. The problem, and I will say this a lot in this podcast, one of our biggest problems is right across the borders. Do any English teams have plastic pitches? Artificial pitches have been banned from English professional football since 1995. Um, those bans also extend to France and Spain, etc. as well. So, listen, our weather's a lot worse. But Inverness, Inverness have a plastic pitcher. Is their pitch grass? Anybody know? I thought there's a... Was grass. So surely if Inverness can have a grass pitch, we can find a way for every Scottish team to have a grass pitch. But what was that? What was the the non-league? Was it non-league? Was it Mark Wilson's when he used to be the manager? What was the manager he used his team he managed? He was a breaking breaking for a while. Breaking. They had they had they did not have like a really nice grass Lee pitch. Park. Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's one of the best yeah. pitches in the country. Yeah. Right. So why can't uh, uh, what, they league two? They're Lowland League. Lowland League now. Yeah, last time I was there, it was League One, and granted, they got absolutely destroyed off Cove, and Pat spilled a bother all over me. But um, yeah, <laughs> lowland, lowland league now. 
for the pitch. But yeah, so the Lowland League, but they've got, they've had a pitch. They've had a pitch. It's better standard than three of the teams that were in the Premier League at that time. You know, it just shows you. I think excuses can be made, and um, it's something I would like out of football in the next five, ten years. But I don't know how we achieve that. Maybe going back to um, having one of the old firm contribute a little bit more to the coefficients it would probably be beneficial and get that money down the down the pipeline how very neutral of you what we want to do is, is finish off the podcast each week where the lads here are tasked with asking a trivia question about the opposite team what we've essentially done here is allowed a section of the podcast to showcase how little we know about our teams and to give people no reason to listen to this podcast whatsoever right. so my question to you this week pat is can you name the top five goal scorers for Celtic since the year 2000? Top five scorers since the year 2000? Yes. Henrik Larsson? Yes. Gary Hooper? No. Really? Wow. Yep. Close, but no. Uh, I think Stokes had the same as Hooper, so that takes him out as well. Sutton? No. Wow. Griffiths? Yes. Edward? No. Oh man, Paddy boy. Can I show? Can I fire him on one? Yeah, if you want, yeah. Actually, Paddy, no, you sorry, Pat. Before I do that, you got one more guess, mate. I, I'm, I'm absolutely stumped. I, I can't understand why I'm. Uh, how those are wrong. Not a real Celtic fan. <laughs> I'm going to go with the longevity guess and go with Forrest. Yeah, well done, mate. He's third. Yeah, I'd have thought. Who, who else is on the list? Um, Hartson. Hartson's fourth, and Chris wow. Commons is fifth. Fellas. Commons, eight, is he? Yeah, 89 goals. Wow. Edwards, 6th with 87. Oh. Gary Hooper, 7th with 82. Oh, so I wasn't far away then, was I? No, you weren't. You were you were like right in the ballpark, but Chris Sutton's got 79. And then Anthony Stokes is 76. Oh. So, I mean, I was in the right end. Commons, of course. Scott, who is pre-Sevco Rangers? Who is your third most expensive player ever? That's a very good question. I know. <sighs> Silence isn't very good. No, there. it's really not. For, this for is... an audio production, boys. Sorry, this is terrible. Talk us, talk us, uh, talk us through your thinking on this one, Scotty. So, who do you think? Who do you think the most expensive is? It's got to be Tori Andre Flo. Yeah. What was that? Twelve, 12 million. Twelve million. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to say. I want to say a midfielder is going to be next. Am I? Am I in the ballpark now? I'm not uh, telling you. Oh come on, mate! Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Pedro Mendes. Is a second. Pedro is he third? Mendes second. Is what? Is he third? Pedro Mendes is third. What's your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Pedro Mendes. Oh Scott, it's not Pedro Mendes. Oh it's no. uh, Mikel Arteta. Well, do you know what? Oh, that was actually I was tossed up between Mikel or Pedro. According to so, Wikipedia, is it four yep. million? According to Wikipedia, um, Floyd that like you both said is the, yep. it was twelve million. That's insane. Yeah, mental. Um, second was <laughs> second was Ryan Kent and Michael Ball, tied at six and a half million. Paid? Oh my god, six and a half million for Michael Ball. Isn't that mad? That's crazy. And third was Arteta for six million. Oh. Barry Ferguson was joint sixth for four and a half million. It's a good question, Pat. Well done. So, so really, there's that. That's an easy one for uh, the judge and jury there. Pat wins. 
Are you happy now, mate? Are you happy? I am a bit happier. I've cheered up. That's good. Pa- Patrick blast, basically though. won because you could structure a question. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of the season, what we're going to do is we're going to do quick fire predictions with the gentleman here. So um, this weekend's fixtures see Rangers play Livingston and Aberdeen play Celtic. So Patrick, Rangers Livingston score prediction. I'm going to say 2-0 Rangers. Scotty? Well, I was thinking 2-1. That's what I was initially thinking, 2-1. So I'm going to stick to my guns and say 2-1. I think the Rangers are won by 4. I think it'll be 4-0. Nice. You guys have got more faith in my team than I do. Aberdeen Celtic, Scott? I'm going to go 3-1 Celtic. Pat? Uh, I'm going to do another 2-1 Celtic. I think Celtic will win that 2-1. Um, but I do think Aberdeen Aberdeen will give them a run for their money money. but it'll be interesting gents to see where we are in the season with that you've been listening to The Boy and the Bear with myself Patrick and Scott and Steve if you'd like to get in touch with us for any debate suggestions or things you want us to argue about you can reach us at boyandthebear at gmail.com subscribe to this pod wherever you listen and uh, we'll catch you next week hail hail follow follow <laughs>